I'm good. I'm. I'm not people ask the question back here. <laughs> I always feel like it's not. That's not that great. Is it? How do I answer this question? Do you know what? Let me not lie. I'm tired. Mm. I think that the whole British summertime is an absolute scam. What with it? Because you lost that one hour sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's really bamboozled me this year. Like I really didn't want it. to I change. was thinking about it this weekend, and I was like, Is it just because the the numbers are not exact, so they just round and then it's like, oh, sterile, but every now and again they just give us an hour here or there. But, like, don't do that, just leave it. It was fine how it was. Yeah, but now it's lighter. Yeah, because the time has changed. Yeah. But no. It's only one hour, and it was days ago now. Listen, you say it's one hour, when you have a child that doesn't know that, you know, the time has gone forward. Oh, so what time, what time does he wake up now? Well, right now he's, he's all over the place because he hasn't been at nursery, but... Yeah, it's just sucks. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate. Yeah, other than that, I'm fine. You know, um, yesterday did a talk you as did. yes as Black and HR, and you beautifully came to support. It was me so there. good. It was so like, I guess eye opening. Tell us what it was about. So it was with um, three lovely ladies who run something called The Debrief, which is specifically like um, a community for black women and women of colour in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we can all kind of, you know, assume that the music industry can be quite clicky. It can be, you know, you have to really work on your relationships mm-hmm. in order to get bias, not mm-hmm. just about how well you do your job. Mm-hmm. So my understanding is that, you know, part of the reason they created the community is to give women that safe space to be able to talk to people who have done it before them so um one of the ladies is like a marketing director mm-hmm. at um a music company another th- one of one is a and r and another one um manages an, an artist so yeah they're just doing really great stuff and then the, the actual talk yesterday was specifically to you know create a safe space for all these different women to basically speak about their experiences and for black and hr and there was also a lovely woman from a company called blue rhythm who are therapists for Mm. um musicians and people in the music Mm. industry to give them the tools and just advice on how to tackle some of the issues Mm. they are facing and music is the wild wild west some of the cases i say cases like literally cases cases (laughs) pending pending cases yeah that we heard i my mouth drops like at one point lola was in the front saying belisa your mouth yeah i was i listened to you i was like belisa pick your jaw off the floor like Like, it was literally jaw-dropping stuff yeah and then that made me like it made me feel like so music reminds me a little bit of like sport in the sense that I think it's like it's a passion industry, isn't it? Yeah. So like for instance, if you could talk about football, there's like they can treat people kind of however because people literally queue up to work in the industry. And then also it reminds me of sport in the sense that like if you look at football, there's a lot of black players, so there's a lot of black talent, mm. but there's not necessarily that many black people behind the scenes. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's what it like that's kind of how what I kinda of learned or what I took away, that's what it reminds me of. But it was crazy man 
Honestly, it was it was scary scenes. Yeah, it's it's amazing what people will put up with in the workplace and black people especially, especially, and no one will have a clue how much has just piled on top of them. Mm. Like it's actually crazy. It's crazy, and I think those kind of spaces are really good because they, they are like. If anything, they just like validate you that you're not crazy mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you could be like some the way some people are gaslit. You literally walk away thinking that you're crazy. Yeah, you no, surely like yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. Surely it, it's me. Like yeah, so um yeah, so it was really good. It was very um it was intimate. It was eye opening, and yeah, I really loved it. Mm. Yeah, cool. You also wrote something which I read today. Yes, um, I wrote an article for It's a Lifestyle Han um, <laughs> Melissa Wardrobe's um, platform, and it was all about four things you can do if you love your job but hate your boss, mm. which is a lot. A lot of us. It is a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It wasn't hard to write. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, but it wasn't hard to write because, mm. like. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. And I also feel like I wonder if people would like to read more stuff from you or from us or like if that's something that they would. Maybe that can be so the question. That's the question for the week. <gasps> I'm gonna talk about my week and then we're gonna introduce ourselves so that okay. we don't forget. <laughs> yes, we're getting better. So um I mean this is gonna be very brief. I don't know what I did this week. I had the best weekend. I did nothing. And then on Sunday I went nice. to bed at nine thirty. Must be and I nicer. woke up on Monday morning like a Disney princess. I was like, mm. <laughs> That's I swear the birds were singing. Squirrel came to the window, gave me my breakfast. <laughs> it was wonderful. That is hilarious. It was so good. And then I was like, I made, I recommitted. I used to be so good at getting my eight hours sleep. I'm, mm. I told you before, I'm still planning on growing, so that I need my sleep. Wait, what? I'm going. I'm going to grow taller. I just wanted to clarify. That's what we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> if you believe, you can achieve. <laughs> and I believe that I'm gonna. I could grow. So I'm it happens, you. you know. I'm rooting. Yeah, root for me. But I just need to sleep. That's the bit I'm missing now. <laughs> So I've been sleeping, I've been back on, you know, we said when when to reduce, I've been in the exercise, yeah, I've re-downloaded um, Couch to 5K, I used to run a lot, but now I can barely run. So I've downloaded Couch to 5K, I downloaded the free one, okay. of, which is by the NHS, and I really like it because you can pick, it's like in partnership with the BBC, and you can pick whose voice you want to hear. Oh, that's cute. Yes, I picked Yasmin Evans, I think that's, she's like, is she from Birmingham? She's from Manchester. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I picked her. And then like, she just talks to me now. And we're, just, we're on this journey together. So, yeah, that was me. Um, and obviously, I came to your event yesterday. Yeah, yeah so that was it. Um, can I say one more thing before we introduce ourselves? Mm-hmm. It's completely, like, not related to anything we're going to talk about. Yeah. But R.I.P. Paul Grady. Oh, my um, God. Yes, R.I.P. Paul Grady. Uh, I'm not Lily Savage. Like, oh, my, oh God, my God. I love him. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. That was so... And he's only 67. I know. I That's know. really young. Yeah. It was really sad. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and all the nice stories that have come out about yeah, him. Yeah, that's as what you well. want. You want you want to like people, and then people come out of nice stories. Like sometimes, yeah, when people pass, I'm like, "Please." Yeah, you don't want that. You know that tweet where um, "R.I.P. Auntie, the evil you have done." There's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Paul Grady, legend. Yeah, R.I.P. But yeah, that's really sad. It is. How do we introduce ourselves now? I oh, know we have to like just keep going, push through. Lola. Okay, Go on, push all right through. then. Hey, this is Lola. But you can call me Lola if you like. Hi, this is Belisa, and you could call me Bells if you want. And this is the Everybody Hates HR episode 
39. Yes. It is 39. It's the word podcast, but it's the Everybody Hates HR podcast. Listen, I'm tired. You guys are going <laughs> to get what you get today. And do you know what? It is, will be, by the time this comes out, one year old. One year old. We'll be one year old. By the time this comes out, be exactly. We need to get balloons. Yeah, yeah it's actually on Saturday. This comes out on Friday. So we, we do something next week. Yeah. Do you know what this means? What? You can bake a cake. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I will. Do you know what? Yeah. I will. I yeah, will. do it. I'm going to bake a cake. Yeah. And I'm going to bake a cake. I'm going to bring it in and then you're going to be quite friendly. <laughs> That's that's the aim. Yeah, I'm gonna bake a cake. It's on camera now to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a woman of my okay. word. I'm not someone. Like, I'm not. I'm not shy. Okay, maybe Just come back to the right cake. cake. You even make. You even requesting <laughs> flavors. <laughs> you even requesting flavors. I can do lemon. I can do yeah, lemon. Do you like lemon light, You know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, lemon, lemon drizzle. Drizzle. Perfect. Okay. We're actually seeing each other this weekend. Yeah. So you have the weekend to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. I can do it on, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Things work out really well. Perfect. Okay. So. What is in there? We spoke about what we want to talk about on the pod a little bit, but I've literally just got something else in my head, which I'm just going to Go sidetrack the whole thing. So um, I want to say Levi's um, is the brand, but mm-hmm. they're using, they're in a push to increase diversity, they're using more AI models. Oh, do you know what? I saw this. I did. And I literally just thought, why don't you just hire more actual diverse people because that's harder it's not that hard there's literally women queuing it's not harder it's just it's it, maybe it's a bit more work it's lazy yeah, it's more it's work like, it's yeah. like your comfort zone. it doesn't mm. allow you to be lazy and i just I, i'm not with it like i remember when i do you know who shudu is yes i do so for those of you who don't know shudu is like a really popular ai model she's a dark skinned woman like really dark and she's like just beautiful but it's she's an ai and mm. a lot of brands use shudu in um their marketing to like advertise whatever clothes jewelry she's like a beauty and everything actually mm. um a beauty and fashion um in well, model right shudu is owned and created by a white man and so it means that all these all these brands they they basically that means that we now have a white man profiting off the the likeness the image of a fake black woman that he created and so brands that want to um work with shudu and so have their advertise their advertising or whatever more diverse they they can kind of benefit they can do that without black people actually benefiting which i'm just like not with i'm like okay so like oh yeah look it's diverse but the money that you're you're using black people's image and their likeness to sell things without giving us or our community any money yeah and i'm not with it and i'm like levi's is now it's it's levi's wasn't it I think it was. Yeah, Levi's. I'll double check if yeah. I'm dragging the wrong company, but I, know, um, I think it was Levi's. Yeah, but I'm I'm not with it. I don't like it. Like I just don't understand. Like why you're doing all these like you know up and down, left, right, done, like all to avoid actually just giving black people the money that they're due. Um, you literally use our face and not pay us. Literally, but I'm just not surprised. Like I'm not sure. I think it's gonna happen more. I feel like we're literally entering the AI space more than ever. It is Levi. It is, yeah. yeah, more than ever before. So I feel like it's just going to happen more and it won't just be, you know, based on a made-up black woman. It'll be a made-up, um, you know, East Asian woman, Southeast Asian, like, a made South up gay Asian. Couple. Lit- a made-up gay couple. Made-up mixed-race family. Literally. It's, it's all coming. <laughs> it's all coming. I'm just, I'm To the point where, like, the, the John Lewis Christmas advert is all AI. It's AI. <laughs> 
And people are still going to complain about the AI. <laughs> no, I'm really sick of it. Like, I just, I just don't understand how ethically it's okay. I'm going to make an AI white man. And I'm going to get all the jobs. Do it. I don't take all the money. I want to show up to it. When, when they See make, what happens. When they make an interview, when they make a live AI where I can go on camera and put the AI filter on and I'm a white That's man, you're I'll, take, I'll take a remote job. <laughs> deep fake. I'll take a remote job and I'll call myself. I'll say... <laughs> I'll change my name, yeah, um, and then I'll take I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll start contracting as a white man. It's very wild. When when Microsoft Teams gets that, you know, like how they have different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Zoom gets the, when Zoom fate. gets the AI to make me a white man, I'm gonna clean up in them interviews. <laughs> I'm gonna clean up. I'm sick of it. I'm actually sick of like how audacious. You no, know, they are. should do that. That's like another version of like. Um, What's it called? Blind hiring, like you they know, you, yeah, like you, you go to an interview. <gasps> Let's make it, and then Let's make it. Yeah. Let's make it. You and can turn up as whoever you want. You, yes. Then you get the job. And you don't and get then name. You, you, you don't get them. You don't yeah. get their name, and then you can still interview them. They can have the AI. We, we're giving away our IP. <laughs> <laughs> we can't know what they should do, and then you reveal yourself once you've signed the contracts. Work is blind. <laughs> work is blind. Yes. The concept. The concept work is, is there. Blind. Work is blind. You, work is blind. That's it. That's it. Done. Isn't or we it? can even interview in the pods. By the time this episode comes out, it's copyrighted. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been watching Love is Blind, though. Have I? I? No, I haven't. Not yet. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to binge it this, this, at some point. I say I, I keep saying this weekend. Maybe while I'm baking the cake. I definitely binged it on the day it came out. All of it? Yes. You. The what? What? Well I work hard. <laughs> Because you'll come and tell me that you have a job, you have a baby, you got you got a man to keep happy, you got to do the pod, but then you got time to be. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I have time for love is blind. I do. Oh my god! But yeah, that was what I want to talk about. I'm, I'm not with it. Don't, I'm not. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Levi. But do you know what? Now they've birthed our idea. They from, have from this adversity, from this struggle, and it has been copywritten. That's not how you copyright things. But we will be working it. No, by the time the episode comes out, I'm okay. on it. Okay, cool. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, work is blind. I love it. Mm. We can have something anyway. So let's not reveal too okay. much. We, we <laughs> stop cooking it. <laughs> we move on. Um, what do we actually want to talk about on the pod? Sure. The feds. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Another audacious group of people. <laughs> so, Last week, a report came out by Baroness Lucy Case Louise, sorry Casey, on the Met Police, and this was the um, investigation that was commissioned on the back of everything that happened with Sarah Everard, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, to see like how it was able to happen and the culture and stuff in the Met. The report came out, and shout out to Baroness Louise Casey because she dragged them for filth. There was no, she did. She had no mercy. She said, (laughs) the report came out and it said that the Met Police is still an institutionally racist, misogynistic and homophobic institution, organisation. And when I spoke to you, you was just like, haven't we already established this? This is not new information. Yeah, it's not. But it's like, we had had a report for Stephen Lawrence. We had so many reports since and nothing is changing. But she literally, like, she just dragged them for filth. And um, I had a look into her background and she's had like a couple, well, quite a few. She had a long history in, in like government, working for like different departments, like for, like, let's say, 
um, vulnerable families and or like where she works she was like a director for shelter she's like done lots of non-profit and government and she's like for the people and I loved it I love that like, how she wrote it but some of the stuff that was in there Valisa you would like you you wouldn't believe like there was a Muslim man they put bacon in his shoes <gasps> bacon in his shoes yeah. Bacon in his shoes. There was a Sikh man. They oh. cut his beard. Oh, they cut his like they physically. They physically cut. scissored his beard. I don't know if he was asleep. But what happened? What were the consequences? Of There's none. Things? And the, the and now some people are saying I can't remember what her name is, but the um the chief hate human resources. It's not, it's not chief human resources. The chief HR something mm. um officer gets paid two hundred over 200 grand a year some people are like she needs to hold some of this l because there was a couple of whistleblowers and they said that the hr team there was um they were really poor like they didn't manage investigations well um they didn't deal with complaints and they said that a third of the women um in the met and that's like the london police right have been um they've been sexually harassed um and then there was like loads of other statistics but basically no one took anything people they just don't get taken seriously and then the report found that there was issues with recruitment issues with training issues with just how they did everything and it's just been a a culture that's been allowed to like fester and they're basically like they've lost public confidence like something needs to happen and so i just can imagine like what er must be like there there was really bad stories. It was like a woman who was like a trainee and then her, the person that they paired her with was like, he's going to break her. He sent her to go and identify like or go and do something with a dead body, sent her to a rape case by herself that she wasn't qualified to do. You know, like some of the stuff that um, people are talking about, like when you set somebody up to fail, that is a type of harassment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, there were so many things that, happened like if you read the i've read like excerpts of the report and it's so damning and it's like okay what do we actually do from here because we have report after report they'll create some new self-policing body to regulate themselves it's like no like when when do we just like start again <laughs> when do we just start again first of all i would hate as someone who's in er i would hate to work somewhere like that because that's just ridiculous but you're powerless exactly you're powerless that's why i would hate to work somewhere like that because i would want to do the right thing and i know i would have pushback yeah on trying to, to do be the honest, right would thing. you even be able to work there yourself you're a woman you're black that's true it would be they too might, much yeah you might be subject to some of Literally, this stuff as well it would be too much i think that's crazy and it was it's a 363 page report or something and the funny thing is that if things were probably done right or start to be done right a lot of police officers would lose their job. Yeah. Like many. Yeah. And the police would be paying out a lot of money. And the thing is, right, if, like, they was, I would never be a police officer. Not in this country, never. The feds. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Defund the police. Um, Yeah, so I would never be a police officer in this country, but then I'm like, okay, if we don't, like, because I'm not going to martyr myself, that's my thing in it, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to martyr myself to build a better future. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to put myself, because I know I'll suffer. Yeah. But it's like, and the culture's we- already not there. Like, when you, you're, 
as someone in HR, when you're thrown into those sorts of cultures, you can't do nothing but abide by the powers that be. Like, there's nothing yeah. you can do. Like you said, you're you're powerless. You cannot thrive. You cannot develop. You cannot encourage change. You cannot influence change. You have to ride the, the wave. The only change that will happen is you. You probably just settle into yeah. the mediocrity and the, the rubbish. Yeah, you'll either ride the wave or you have to leave because your moral compass will kick in and you're like, mm. I can't. I can't do this and I think you know it's not the same but when I was at the recruitment company that's exactly how I felt mm. that all these things were coming through and not being dealt with properly and I was like I can't work here because mm. it just doesn't make your hands sense. are tied it literally yeah, like it doesn't make powerless. Any sense to me yeah. yeah but the they looked at they were talking about the chief HR officer and the director of the Met Police has been like no they they stand with her like she did like they're she defending her she should lose her job because where is the accountability she can't lose her job if, if the actual like it's not like what I don't want in this situation is for them to just blame HR because it's, it feeds into the idea that HR have a role to play for sure, but it feeds into the idea that it's all down in HR. We're really just this cultural stuff and we don't create the culture. You're right, but she should still lose her job. They should all lose their jobs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should all lose their jobs. Yeah. They need like, I'm just like, how do you get these gigs? How do you get these, like, you know, the people that well, like, like 200K to just let things fly? That I could, I, you couldn't pay me 200k it's not even enough money it's not enough money to destroy other people's lives like it's just not for mm. me like if i want to get a cushy 200 grand job it's going to be job. that diversity <laughs> job from the <laughs> from the welcome trust or wherever it was. that's where i'm gonna go mm. but like i just feel like where do people get these jobs where like those consultant jobs i would love to go in and basically do what i do but for the met police i would love it just to go in and be like yeah be better you're right but they would dislike everything that you would want to do and i'm okay with that i'm so okay with that as long as i get my points <laughs> don't get my coin and i can tell them then that's fine or i would just like to take a small unit you know or a small self-regulated isolated piece and mm. use it as a case study and be like okay be better that's literally what i do for my clients like your hr is rubbish this is this this is that you know you need to build a hr system like build a hr infrastructure that yeah. works you know get people to trust you actually deliver on some promises like that's what we do so why can't the met police do that like they actually have money they have because our they money. don't want to they like their boys club because that's what it is they mm. like their boys club they like how things are they like how it runs and they don't want to change it and when these reports come out there's an initial like you know oh my gosh and then it just dies mm. and then they continue as they were you know it's the same with the, the police in the u.s we all know that they're racist we all know that they're homophobic but you know it's as bad as it sounds a black person is killed shot down by the police the video goes viral and then it's we done. move yeah, yeah we move nothing else happens. except george Floyd. but we're all at home we had nothing better to do that but to think oh, let's yeah. watch this and do something about yeah. it yeah yeah and then even that like we move on and mm. that's it it's the same thing here and they created all the roles and now they're making them redundant yeah <laughs> literally so what do you do with such a powerful force okay uh, my recommendation is that we get like a lot of people to join the Met Police. Yeah. It's a oh, lot of people. Wait, Which wait, kind wait, of people? Wait, wait, wait. So basically, the Met Police is still like very, very, very white. And London is like, what, 40% non white? Yeah. So the Met Police is disproportionately white, right? Yeah. So we need to get a lot of people who are not white. How? People, we start a campaign, not me, somebody, starts a campaign and then we all join at the same time. I'm pretty sure they've had yeah. campaigns to encourage diversity. No, but who made those campaigns? Met and did they ever encourage you? Me, you. You know, yes. You know, you know what's gonna kill me. I'm gonna see. Yeah, you know, like they have no imagination. In like a month or so, we're gonna see chunks and Philly <laughs> promoting in the, the, in the Met Police campaign. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it's not too bad, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna uh, say on Nella Rose. Yeah, who can we get? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll get lippy because that makes that makes more sense, you know. I had a rough time. As young member, yeah. You if, know, I, if there was some feds like me, then maybe I would have listened to them. Blah, I blah, wonder blah, if blah. they would do it if the bag was big enough. I reckon that they would. You think so? Not maybe not Ch- maybe not Chance and Philly, but other people who are less successful. You have a problem with Lippy. I don't have a problem with Lippy. I don't even know him. I just literally have only ever seen him arguing with people on Twitter and I don't like that. But I feel like if like if the bag was big enough, there's a lot of things that people would do, you know? Yeah, that's true. There's that's a lot true. of things that people would do. So, yeah, they're going to get some influencers to come and get people. No, but, um, you know what? But you're you need, you're you joking, need, but they will. But they you will. need critical mass to like actually get things to change. There has to be enough people inside to make a difference, to just be disruptive. Yeah, they need to look at their leadership mm. first. They should need to bring in a new chief HR officer. And the thing is, yeah, for me, like, I'm actually going to find a way to be put forward because, yeah, if they, even if they come and they rubbish me, it's fine. I'll take them to court, like, and I'll just, I'll yeah, disgrace them. For real. But while I'm there, I can do some stuff. I can be like, no, like, I can be like, no, let me show me these investigations. That's not good enough. I'll bring in some self-employed consultants to help me on ER. Mm. Does anyone who works for the Met Police and HR want to come on the pod? We should. I'm gonna message. It. There must be at least one black person. We can we can blow out their face. Yeah, but if they're the one black person, no. But we just give, we'll give them a voice for it. Do we? When we what? make that AI, <laughs> <laughs> that we'll get some, I'm gonna get. No, we can. I'm gonna find someone on LinkedIn. We'll find. We'll find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what to be done about it. We need to find an innovative way, creative way, to actually regulate what's happening there. Like it. It can't just continue like this forever. Yeah, I think it, we need to just start again. I agree, but With they won't new want recruitment, to. The new anything, pay out their pensions. To. Yeah, they they won't want let to. people reapply for their jobs, restructure. Yeah, they won't. They should. Like they need to break it down and start again, but they won't. Yeah, we should start our own police. That's what people try and do. But you know, yeah, there are some organ, some commu- like you know the army. They kind of let them police themselves. Yeah. So they can they can have self self regulating. I mean, th- there's a lot of like I wouldn't say it called self policing, but in the Hasidic Jewish community, sometimes they they organize themselves. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't remember what I was watching, but um, it had like a group of young black men from Brixton, and they like police certain areas, like neighborhood watch, kind of. But they're like you know they protect themselves and they're on the lookout for you know gangs and all of that stuff to defuse, skeptical, and de-escalate. Um, okay. They, I mean, they were on a show. It was Channel Four, I think, um, discussing it. Mm. It's even neighborhood watch for black mm-hmm. hood watch. <laughs> why? Why does it have to be hood, Lola? Because it's ebonics in it, hood. Yeah, Anyways. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want me to, anyway, hood watch, and it's also Brixton, so and I know it's not main main Brixton. <laughs> it's <part>. not gentrified. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I was looking at a case mm-hmm. that went to tribunal mm-hmm. and um, basically not all the details are there, but let me tell you what I have. So a woman works for a company as a senior manager mm-hmm. and she also is married mm-hmm. and her husband earns up to 270K per annum. Yeah. You're looking for a second wife? She understandably <laughs> drops to part-time hours and her new salary on the part-time hours is 36k okay and 
she basically feels, you know, that 36K is not actually enough for what she's doing, even though she's part-time and I believe it was pro-rated, so it yeah. makes sense that it's 36K. Mm. She brings this up with um, one of the directors saying, you know, she thinks her pay should be a bit more. And he responds by saying, you know, based on your combined household income, no. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. So he said, because your husband's rich, you, you, yeah, you, can, like, you, nah, can, nah, nah, you can work for free. You don't yeah, need money. Like, yeah, it's like, you're good. You're good. You're, your don't money's okay. Fine. You're yeah. You want stuff. So she does the right thing and she raises a formal grievance. As she should. Yeah. And she says, you know, my salary is not being looked at based on my the value that I add. It's not based on merit. It's based on my man's income. Mm. So... Per. <laughs> They also know. <laughs> yeah, they don't up um uphold the grievance. She takes them. They to don't uphold it. No, they they said it. What? Yeah, they on don't. On what uphold. basis? Do we know? Okay. <laughs> so it goes to court, and everything is heard in court, including the director reconfirming that yes, he did say it, and he doesn't understand how it is sexist to say mm. because your husband. What's the profile of this director? I'm gonna assume he's. Uh, a white man mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume he's straight mm-hmm. um, Able-bodied Able-bodied I'm gonna assume Middle class mid- <laughs> on, He's a director on. So I'm assuming he's You know He's not struggling For cash mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. And maybe even has a wife That doesn't earn that much And she's fine Exactly mm. So um, There's <laughs> There's a lot of things there It's uh, It was A company called Duna Durans Sorry James Durans Is the The company um oh by the way this um individual this woman 69 as well she's 69 lola was too stunned to speak i did i didn't know she was 69 69 so um (laughs) i don't know if that what that means because her her age wasn't taken into consideration in this the reason what i'm thinking yeah is this is a slight sidetrack. But if my man and on on two hundred seventy k and I'm sixty nine, I'm not. Working. I'm not working. I'm I'm not doing a damn thing. I'll but catch yeah, yeah. me in Harrods yeah, every yeah. day. <laughs> but sorry, we digress. <laughs> so yeah, so he repeats himself and says, "Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that." Like there's nothing in front of in front of the judge. Mm. So the judge says, "Actually, no. Um, this is inherently inherently sexist mm-hmm. and discriminatory towards women." Um, and no, you should have looked at her salary um, based on what she does. Based on what she does yeah. and the value that she contributes to the company. So she did win. She did receive four k. Mm. You know, which is a lot, but you know, the satisfaction of winning yeah. might have been enough. Do you think the judge took into account her household income? <laughs> he said, Look, let's, let's be real. <laughs> they were wrong, but you don't need that money. <laughs> you don't need that money. You do not need that money. And you know, to be fair, they did take into account like. The losses that you've suffered and blah blah blah. Yeah, did she look? Did she leave the job? She did. Mm. Yeah, I do think you know they sh- she they should have looked at her salary they should, as of they course. yeah. But at the same time, I'm not gonna lie. If I was her and my man's on two hundred and seventy k, you ain't gotta go to work, 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 work. work. <laughs> nah, but honestly, do you think even even her husband? Do you think her husband was like, where? Well, don't worry, wherever they give you, I double it. Yeah, it's fine. Buy Pick yourself you a nice trip. bag. <laughs> Let's go touch some kickers. 
that's crazy that someone would actually say that. Like sometimes you just hear the things that people say. You're like, like what? Are you the are government? You, I, are you universal credit? Are you just, Why do you need you to know her stupid? combined income? Like that's none and of it's, your business. It's, 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 I just love like I think people are becoming more audacious. Something must be in everyone because how do you say that in front of the judge? Yeah, I said it. I said what I said. He said I said what I said. And then the judge said, the judge probably just looked at him like, no, crazy, stupid person. Yeah, like, and then when you hear things like that and they stand by it, you think, what else is going on in your mm. company that we don't know about? Mm. But hopefully this was a lesson learned for them. Something tells me that it won't be. I hope it is. 4K is not enough to teach you a lesson. The money they spent illegally is probably more. Maybe that's that true. will help them to learn the that's lesson. True, that's true, that's because true. Because that's not even that much money yeah. for a company, I mean. Yeah, no, it's not, it's out of interest, when was that? When did it all happen? A while. It was actually a while ago, a couple of years ago. Okay, so that's yeah. what I was thinking. Because can I just say one more thing on that yeah, before yeah. you segue? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends who's in HR, mm-hmm. she doesn't live in the UK anymore, but she mm-hmm. did, and she dealt with a case in 2020, and she has to, she lives in the US now. She has to fly back from the US for a court case that's happening now is, for she, that. is it still her employer yeah okay but she just moved to a different part of the world but three years later is now mm. when it's happening because it happened during lockdown that's how it goes that's the whole thing like right now there's um at the end of 20 december 2022 there were fifty thousand cases waiting to be heard so there's a backlog of fifty thousand cases at tribunal and they i can't remember how much they they invested a bunch of money to try and get it down and they said that if they did that they would be able to hear an extra 1700 cases in the first quarter that's not that's not that much extra 1700 so basically it means that when you like a lot of these cases that we talk about you know like oh this person with the tribunal more time we're when we're reading it it's talking about 2020 2019 mm. you know sometimes 2021 but backlog. more time yeah it's like this thing happened in 2019 or even 2017 and we're just talking about it now because that's how long it's taking things to get into tribunal like things are taking like 12 to 24 months to get to tribunal mm. and it just means that like it, like stuff like that like imagine if that person had left the company your friend there's no more witness now yeah so they're basically trying to figure out like how they can help things to get through the tribunal faster but as an employee it means that if something goes to tribunal you have to wait a long time for closure and that's one of i mean closure and money yeah but a lot yeah. of the time that hanging over you is is such a negative like it emotional e- effect on you cycle and psychological yeah. do you think this will encourage um companies to just settle rather than go to court no you don't think so no because i think um I think companies are happy to that. I don't think companies that let things go, companies that let things get to tribunal in the first place, a lot of the time it's a point of principle or they're being cheap. Like mm. it's not because they think it'll be one and done. Mm. Like certain companies will never let things go to tribunal unless it's like uh, there's a big reason. Most companies will just give someone 2K or 5K or 10K or whatever and let it be done. But for you to let something get to tribunal, the amount of time is not going to stop you. All it means is that for the employee, who's trying to get something or that like, trying to get closure or justice or whatever it's just a drain like it's just draining mm. just hanging over you for literally years and for the companies in theory i mean for employees it might mean it gets better for them because it's harder for the companies to defend um people turn over by the time you're preparing the documents and all of that kind of stuff the person who actually is may have left mm. so it's harder for companies to defend but it's more exhausting for employees to go through the process and it probably take companies more probably cost them more money in legal fees yeah so 
it's just it's rubbish like we don't even have a system where you can really get the justice from no. and it also means that as an employee if you are trying to take something to tribunal and they give you a good offer it's probably better to just better to have it now yeah. than it is to wait three years to get your 5p basically yeah. well um, we have a dilemma today, don't we? We do have a dilemma. Ooh. Send your dilemmas, guys. Yeah, please. You can send them to the Instagram, to our email, which is Lola. Dilemmas at everybodyhateshrpod.co.uk. Listen, <laughs> the fact that I know that. Okay, let's go. I was about to read the person's name. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so subject says dilemma exclamation mark. Hey ladies, love your podcast. Thank you. I have a bit of a dilemma that I could use your advice with. I started a new role in which I feel like my company has breached my contract. I'm still in my probation period and my manager seriously micromanages me. I have actually confirmed this with others in the team as it's a small compliance team, but it's only me who she speaks to like I'm incapable, calls me frequently if I'm at home to check in and requests things that she doesn't from anyone else in my team, um, e.g. for me to send her my work before I send it off. As of January... She was requesting the team I work for include her in any correspondence so she's aware. This was as a result of their team leader not feeling as though I was performing to par. I was then signed off sick and was informed that I was only eligible for SSP, that's statutory sick pay. Um, she then sent me the policy, but this is not in my contract. I pay rent, bills, car finance, etc. and was unable to make payments because of this. Can I take them to tribunal? By the way, I already have my certificate from ACAS. <laughs> Meaning? I mean, she's planning on taking, like, so that's, that's typically she's talking about is, like, early conciliation. That's when you basically put in a form already and, you know, you're waiting for ACAS to basically talk to them and see if they can settle mm -hmm. it informally. Right. So you basically decided what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. What do you think about it? Okay, so like, let's, let's, a, let's, let's dissect. Yeah, there's a few layers there. Like, she's on probation and we're already... Anyway, let me listen. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think it's important to talk about because sometimes I think we can think, okay, I, you, what they could actually take. We can misunderstand what we can take an employer to tribunal for. So, she said she feels like her contract has been breached. Um, and I don't... I think... The Based on what, though? I think she means the SSP part, because here it says, um, she said she was signed off sick and she was then informed that she was only eligible for SSP. So she thinks there's um, there's a bit in her contract that said she should be entitled to full pay while, while sick. What she said is she sent me the policy, but it's not in my contract. So maybe in her contract it's silent. It doesn't say anything about the sick um, pay. Okay. I think it would usually say something or it would refer to a policy. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be in your contract. Yeah, so... In, in, if in the absence of anything being in your contract, you I would assume SSP. Yeah, because she said she her manager sent her a policy, right? Her manager sent her a so policy. So then if the policy says that... Maybe the policy says something like if you're on probation, you are only entitled to SSP or something, but she sent you a policy, so she hasn't broken any rules. And she's following you had the access policy. to the policy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So it says, yeah, she sent me the policy, but it's not in my contract. So she's saying it's in a policy, it's not in my contract. And I think you if usually you're right, usually sick, the, the link between the policy and sickness is usually in your contract. But you don't have to put policies in the contract. You like don't. Sickness, yeah, so. And also, like, saying, oh, like, unless your contract, unless her contract says you get enhanced pay, you can't assume that you do. Yeah, of course. But I think that's the, it seems that that's the case here. Yeah, there's an assumption that um, it's not in your contract, so you should be getting full pay. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually, if it's silent, I would assume that it's the minimum. Mm -hmm. And that is the legal minimum. So I don't really see see that there. And I can't really see how the manager has breached the contract at all. Um, and I don't really understand if you're in your probation period how you're taking your manager to tribunal, how you're going to take the company to tribunal. Yeah, that's unless a quick escalation. It's a very quick escalation. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I'm so sorry that um, you've been signed off, and I hope it's like not workplace, and I hope it's much better. Um, but unless it's like a disability discrimination, or you're assuming it's any any form of discrimination, I don't really see how we mm-hmm. got here mm-hmm. like i just think this is why the tribunal system is backed up because of it's true it's true this is the, the because, of, because of vexatious, vexatious claims yeah <laughs> but I, I i don't i don't think based on what i've seen here and there may be more to it but i don't think this really is she still working the bar um mm, i don't say she left Wow. Oh, she says here, I'm still in my probation. So I think she must oh, still be there. That's very brave to do that in your probation. And well, what do you do after that since you're still there? You, like, do you think you could... I, I personally couldn't be in a probation period, raise it to that level and stay in that job. But the thing is, with the ACAS process, so what you do is you basically... You submit like an early conciliation request to ACAS and basically, well, you submit an ET1 isn't it you submit a tribunal claim but you can't go to tribunal until you've tried to resolve it informally and yeah. you should have tried to resolve it informally even before you put that form yeah. in but ACAS will try and help you so they basically say okay before anything can pro- progress to tribunal we'll speak to your company and we'll speak to you we'll try to get you to do it informally and blah 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 either you want to do that or you don't so maybe she just actually wanted a third party to mediate or to help in that situation. And maybe it is more like innocently that she's done it. But the fact that she's saying, can I take them to tribunal? I would say no. And say, unless yeah. there's a real reason, unless there's a real discrimination, and I'm talking about real discrimination, not you just so happen to be black. <laughs> or you just so happen to have dyslexia. I mean, yeah, like a and real... you feel micromanaged yeah. because of that. Yeah. You, if you don't like a manager, you don't like a manager. But your manager being a dick is not enough to do. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's not. not enough to get, it's, it's not, not enough, enough to go to tribunal. It's yeah. not nice. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say. Like, I haven't heard anything here. So I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted to hear. Yeah. But it's the truth. I think it's um, it's important to, to be realistic mm. about, you know, what's going on. And I think sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it's really hard to, you know, have that objective view. And I think that's what HR do, is to look at things objectively and think, okay, what is actually here? What is the risk? Is there any risk, mm. you know? And just from listening to what you said and the dilemma, it just doesn't sound like there's anything there. No. It sounds like you're having a bit of a, a crap experience. Yeah. And this is not what you expected from your new job. Um, You know, it sounds like you expected to be left a bit more to your own devices. Um, You weren't expecting to 
you know, not be able to go off sick without it impacting your finances. But nothing there says, you know, there's a there's a, a risk mm. that is, you know. There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if sickness is work related as well. Like I just no. Yeah. And then even with the employer, depending on how they feel, like you could be at risk. They could suck you. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. That's why I said. Yeah, no, they could. They could. And also, like, it doesn't sound like from this, obviously, your manager's micromanaging you. You've spoken to your colleagues. They haven't done to other people. That's the only thing that is giving potential discrimination. But then how how many, you're right, but how many of those other people are on probation? And I'm not saying it's okay for your manager to micromanage you, but when you are on probation, of course, your manager is going to pay way more attention to you. Because they don't know yet what you're capable yeah, of. rather than someone who yeah. has been there a bit I kind longer. of read it as when I was in probation, she didn't do that to me. That's how I kind of read it. Oh, I didn't read it like that. Yeah, okay. But yeah. that's the only thing. And even that's not given enough. Like, yeah. it's. I was saying that, like, I feel like there's this, this culture of not complaining about things that we should complain about. Like, and then there's some times when we complain about things where it's just it's just not 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 saying this is this person is that person no no but we were talking about the other day that it's always the people who complain that should not be complaining Mm. i'm not saying that this is uh, and by the way it's not that this is not this is not something to complain about but it's just not something to take to tribunal yeah it's something to to just have a discussion i I wonder if you've spoken i wonder if she like in terms of actual advice that she can use, I mean, the question was, can I take them to tribunal? I would say no. no. Yeah. But in terms of actual advice that this person can use going forward, I would say actually try and speak to your manager about it. Yeah, like as much as this is a probation for you, it's a probation for them as well. Like your your manager, you need to know if this company is the right fit for you. You need to know if your manager is going to be someone mm. that's going to facilitate your growth and development and actually just create a, a, a good working environment for you Mm -hmm. so these are the times and opportunity to have those sorts of conversations with your manager about how you're currently feeling about your experience because Mm -hmm. you're also new then you so yeah and they might they might not they might not have an idea that you're feeling that way yeah and there may be things that they want from you that maybe they should have been more proactive and asked or ways they want you to work or ways they want you to communicate with them which you could then do proactively and kind of cut out all that stuff. Sometimes there's just an element of managing things. Go read Belisa's yeah. article. It's true. And there's also, <laughs> there's also like, you know, try and find out more context because she said, you know, she didn't do it to any of the others. And you said you're reading it as when the others were in probation, she didn't do that. But maybe something happened during their probations, which has pushed this manager yeah. to basically change her style there a bit more been, you, listen, you know with managers there's always context you don't know if someone like was there and they've bounced yeah. because do you know what i mean someone come and broke, the, they broke their employment heart you yeah know what I mean? yeah yeah so just that as well yeah hope yeah. that helps hopefully yeah let us know how you get on let us know if you pass your probation yeah yeah let us know if you stay yeah let us know if you even want to stay after you pass your probation yeah, let us know if they let you stay yeah, yeah. hopefully good luck Good luck. All the best. Well wishes. All that. All that stuff. Um, yeah. That's it. We are so close to having a thousand subscribers on Spotify. We are. And I love that for us. So if you're listening on Spotify, please, 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 please um, hit the follow button if you're not already. Um, Apple, we're, we're, we're way off. Yeah. But if you're listening on Apple, do the same. We got um, an interesting review on Apple, which, are, which is um, 
trying to ruin us. It's trying to ruin us. It took us from five stars to 4.8, but that's okay. Would you believe it? Yeah, exactly. So if you don't agree with that review, that one-star review that we got, <laughs> go and review us. Can I also say, so my cousin's wife, she'll hear this because she listens to the pod. Yeah. So yes, you. Yeah. She listens on her brother's Spotify. Please get your own Spotify. So Why does it... Can is it is it free to listen to a, pod, a podcast on Spotify? I've got premium, so I don't know. I can't relate, but um, I don't know. I, don't I've think, got, I think I've it's got free as well. Is it not free? Um, you can get the free Spotify. Oh, maybe they put ads on us. Do you think so? I don't know. But anyway, get your own Spotify, please. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can actually, you know, be ninety nine nine. Yeah, we're yeah. just ten away. So yeah. And anyone else as well, if you're unless it's a family show one where you actually have your own account, please get your own. Yeah, and obviously YouTube. If you are, if you're not um, subscribing on YouTube or following on YouTube, go and do that as well. Yeah, yeah, and just continue engaging and loving and whatever. Yeah, cool. That's a wrap, guys. Bye. Bye.